You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. Ryan, where did that Angry Mason's name come from? Well, Dan, that's a story for another time. Hmm. Well, disclaimer, we aren't actually Masons. We don't actually work with cinder blocks and mortar. I don't fuck with no bricks. <laughs> no, no, you don't. No, you don't. So people are wildly wondering who we are. Uh, I would like to say that I've known you, buddy, for almost 30 years now. Ronald Reagan was in office when we met. <laughs> that makes us old. Super, super old. We grew up in Jupiter, Florida, and uh, we had a good group of friends there, all buddies uh, through high school and stuff. We had a little gaming group. We like to get together. Gaming group? You make it sound like we were on the French Riviera playing Baccarat. Motherfucker, we, no. were, we were adolescent kids sitting in like someone's mom's house playing Dungeons and Dragons to like five in the morning. Gaming. No, you see... You see, it's shit like that that made made sure we didn't get late in high school. See, you didn't have to bring up things like that. You just yeah, say as a gaming group, it sounds a lot cooler. We were some no pussy getting motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, well, anyway, as far as I'm concerned, after high school, I spent 15 years in the restaurant business, which is soul crushing. Don't do that, children. Uh, and then 10 years in the theater business, running movie theaters. Uh, you know, which I continue to do today. And uh, some things I love: movies, video games. Uh, still love 90s grunge bands like Pearl Jam, uh, and I love my cats. <laughs> you have a box of shit in your house. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they do. Uh, well, what about you, Ryan? Uh, what have you been up to? You know what I do, Dan? I mind my own fucking business. That's what the fuck I do. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, hurtful. it's hurtful. It is. Yeah. Good. But, uh, okay, I'll, I'll throw out one little tidbit about my background. I served in the United States Navy. And uh, I received an honorable discharge. Any ideas of some things we're going to talk about in the future? Bruh, we're going to talk about TV. We're going to talk about music, movies, uh, role-playing. Yeah, because one of us is still a no All right, we already admitted it. We play Dungeons and Dragons. We did it for many, many years. So let's yeah. get over it. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Geek culture is, is in now, isn't it? So role-playing yeah. isn't taboo like it was when no. we were kids. That's when you get beat up on the bus when you tell everyone you're playing D&D after no, it's school. It's awesome that uh, chicks are really getting into it while I'm in my mid-40s. That's ah, Yeah, we kind of missed the boat. I think we were just trendsetters. Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Let's go with it. All right. And you know what? We'll talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about because it's our podcast. You yeah, there's no rules. no rules. No rules. No rules. Absolutely not. I'm not wearing so, shorts or pants. Oh. Maybe yeah. that should be a rule. It's just, that's a visual I don't... You're not my supervisor. So some things we won't cover. Uh, we're not going to talk about parenting because uh, I, I got snow kids. We don't fuck uh, with no kids. No. Uh, we will not talk about arts nor crafts. Uh, not creative. Uh, can't you Keep draw. that quilting shit to yourself, motherfucker. Uh, uh, anything else we won't be covering? Man, we won't be talking about any fucking weird shit like milking gerbils or care and health of your teddy bojangles or the jj <laughs> right and we're also not going to talk about bleaching your asshole because i happen to don't know oh yeah that seems like a very specific thing to mention as you're not going to talk about well i've heard of horrible horrible accidents you know ryan that's probably some stories nobody wants to hear 
but let's uh, let's take a look at the headlines and find some stories people do want to hear about. So get this, Ryan. Uh, this first one, uh, you've heard about this Tinder thing, right? This Tinder thing? God yeah, that's what those millennials old. use. Oh, my fuck. Okay, no, go ahead. So my understanding is that's what these millennials use nowadays to, uh, you know, get some booty, get a little booty time. So there's a guy in New York City. Uh, he finds a girl on Tinder he likes. Uh, she contacts him back and says, uh, hey, why don't you meet me? Uh, why don't you meet me in town? So they set up a time. He arrives, right? And it turns out he's not the only one. She actually has invited like 100 different guys and wants to have them all compete in a bunch of different events uh, to see which one is going to get the chance to take her out. She's like a she's like a model looking chick. So, uh, you know, needless to say, this guy didn't really have want to have much to do with it. Uh, He did some recording or whatever and took off. My question is, if that was you, Ryan, what would you have done? And you got there and found out you had to compete for this date. I mean, like. How hot is she? Uh, she's a model, uh, I would say. Uh, yeah, but is uh, she like a hand model or? Uh, <laughs> uh, she's she's a solid eight, Ryan. I think we we could say that. Oh, there you go, objectifying women and putting a number to their attractiveness. Shame on you, Dan. Shame. Oh, but, I feel bad. Yeah, you should. But um, I would not stick around. Probably not. I'm too old for that shit. Pornhub is free. That is true. I have heard that before. And I don't have to do jumping jacks. Yeah, I don't know what kind of events uh, specifically she had them do. I know there was a sprint involved and uh, like some a push-up uh, competition or some crap like that. Uh, I don't understand like where that idea came from. Uh, but uh, no, just just no, just stop it. Don't do that. like. Was she trying to get a reality TV show out of the deal? I mean, I can understand that, but uh, if you're like doing that in real life, you're kind of fucked in the head. And I wouldn't want to date you anyway. Turns out it was uh, some guy named Rob Bliss, uh, who's known for creating viral videos, was behind the whole thing. Uh, he did some video recently with a woman getting catcalled in New York, uh, and he was behind the whole stunt. And the cops knew about it ahead of time. They let it go on. Uh, but uh, no word in the article whether uh, there was a winner and if they actually got to go on a date with this girl. Uh, I have a feeling it was all just a setup uh, for this guy, like a big stunt. So yeah, You know what? So if no there thanks. was a winner... Humanity ends up being the loser. Uh, I think you're right, Ryan. I think you're right. Uh, speaking of the humanity of it all, uh, you better brace yourself for this next story. I'm braced. Uh, a boy, a 13-year-old boy in China uh, got a, char- a phone charger cable stuck in his penis after inserting it into his genitals out of, quote, curiosity. What? Uh, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Actual fuck. Really? I mean, I remember being a curious kid, but I never once had the the desire to like, oh, let me jam something up my piss hole. Apparently, yeah, he clipped off one end and then uh, inserted, uh, uh, I guess, about six inches of uh, this cord uh, up into it, all the way up into his bladder, where unfortunately it became tangled uh, and he had to have surgery to get it out. So like, what is the future of this world when uh, people are inserting phone charger cables into their penis? We know with uh, over 1 billion Chinese people, at least a couple of them are bound to be fucked up. And I think I guess that's right. Like, yeah. yeah, if there's a small percentage of every population that is uh, batshit crazy, 
you know, and in, and in the U.S., most of them live in, in northern Florida, then there's got to be a part of China where, uh, you know, where everyone's a little crazy, too, and, and sticks uh, large objects up into their penis. Have you ever had anything jammed up your piss hole? Uh, well, actually, I was in a car accident once when I was 17, and I did have to have a catheter. Uh, of all the injuries I, I uh, you know, had during that accident, that was my most painful memory. Yeah. I had a procedure done not too long ago where I had to have some kind of device inserted there. And mm, uh, this was a professional procedure, right? Why, why do you even ask that? Okay. Uh, no, never I'm, mind. I'm sorry. I, I know why you asked that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I paid them honest money to do this to me. Okay. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, when I was done, they just kind of left me naked, covered in my own piss, just <laughs> walked out of the room. I felt so cheap and used. I'm like, just did this to get my money. Mm, sounds like maybe a flashback from your Navy days. No, just no. Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, needless to say, uh, this 13-year-old boy, he's fine now. A little bit of surgery. Uh, they've removed it, and he just has to live with that for the rest of his life. So Yeah, until he gets, and like, some counseling, so he will never be fine. Yeah, I don't know what kind of counseling you're going to get in China. Uh, do you think they'll label him a national embarrassment and, like, send him to a work camp or something like that? Uh, I have no idea. No comment. Mm. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, here's a good story for you. You love theme parks, don't you, Ryan? Eh. Well, in any case, uh, Six Flags St. Louis just had a competition recently. Uh, you could win 300 bucks, uh, some season tickets, and a few other perks. All you got to do is spend 30 hours closed in a two-by-seven-foot coffin. Pass. Hey, you get a brief hourly bathroom break. Oh. Otherwise, you got you to stay in the coffin for 30 hours. 30 hours. So if you stay in the coffin for 30 hours, you automatically win the prize? Not exactly. If anybody else also makes it to 30 hours, then there's a drawing to see who, which one of you gets the prize. So you could stay in a coffin for 30 hours and still not win. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Well, here's one perk for you. If you make it all 30 hours, you get to keep the coffin. Oh, well, hell, I mean, free coffin out of the deal. and uh, I mean, that's probably because you're going to have soiled it in 30 hours, I would think. There would be a funk to it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I would think so. Stench so, death could cover it up. I mean, at Six Flags St. Louis, you think a company like Six Flags with its safety record probably wouldn't want to have a bunch of coffins lined up in front of their park. <laughs> you know what? I would spend 30 hours in a coffin just to get the fuck out of St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, never been there. And, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll see. Uh, now, this is the best story. Okay, this is the best one. Uh, there's a uh, observatory uh, in New Mexico. And uh, for whatever reason, the feds closed it. Now, we're talking Blackhawk helicopters. We're talking FBI agents and vests swarming down. And nobody knows what the deal is. But I have a couple theories, right? Uh, first of all, the place is right near Roswell. So what I'm thinking is somebody there probably spotted an alien. But, but, one of those lizard... No, I'm serious. It's like but, but, a... Probably like a spaceship yeah, in orbit. Did you not hear me? But but <sighs> what what? They actually put out the reason, and it was child pornography related. So I kind of wish it was aliens. How, how do you how do you how can it be child pornography related in an observatory? Turns out there was this janitor who would go into uh, unused offices, plug in his laptop, let it run, and. Uh, he was using the facility's Wi-Fi to download child, uh, download child pornography. Ugh. Now, are you sure that's not just what they want you to think, Ryan? And maybe they did see lizard people? Dan, 
the glare off your tinfoil hat is blinding me right now. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I'm just saying it's near Roswell, you know, Black Hawk helicopters. Okay, but I guess it's uh, it's just plain old child pornography. That's nowhere near as exciting as I thought. You no, know, I guess it could be lizard people for people who think that 80s yeah. miniseries V was a documentary. <laughs> you know what? You've ruined the whole story now. Let's just move on. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into our first segment where we're going to talk about the movies. So movies are near and dear, close to my heart, and I know both of us happen to enjoy Marvel movies. Right, Ryan? Escapism at its finest. Where were these superhero movies when we were kids? Because all I was getting were uh, Batman movies where George Clooney had nipples. Oh, why did you have to bring that up? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, It's going to haunt your dreams tonight. No, I was going to go old, old school where back on TBS, the Superstation, you'd find someone in some Spider-Man pajamas throwing ropes at motherfuckers be like oh i'm climbing a wall i'm fighting bad guys they yeah, aren't cool yeah, or like, anything they're just bad guys just like kind of like like batman uh, 66 you know adam west to that sort of stuff like when no, we were kids no that kid had was- hot chicks on it that had hot chicks. <laughs> yeah. spider-man was just shit in the 70s it's true that chick who played catwoman on that batman 66 wow yes wow. We didn't have a lot of options when we were kids uh, as far as superhero movies go. Uh, they were kind of shit on by Hollywood. But nowadays, Disney owns Marvel and Marvel owns Hollywood. So uh, why don't you tell me, Ryan, what uh, what are some of your favorite Marvel movies? You know, I got to start with one of the originals. And I know it's not the original, but the first Iron Man I thought was amazing. I think it still holds up. Uh, I think it pretty much set the tone for the entire I got to rewatch genre. that been a little bit it's still good i watched it not too long ago it's still good thor ragnarok it was uh it was unlike the first two thor movies which is good and and bad i mean you know you don't think of the end of your world being like so slapstick jokey but i thought the humor worked and it's one of the more enjoyable movies and i really like the original guardians of the galaxy yeah still one of my favorites I agree with that. I I agree with that. I think my top three, it would have to be, uh, I did like Iron Man, but I don't know if it's still in my top three. I mean, I thought it was a great way to kick off and set a tone for the MCU, but I think my top three would be Guardians of the Galaxy. I love that one. I think that might be my favorite. Thor Ragnarok's right under that because a sense of humor uh, is important. Uh, And then I also really liked Captain America Winter Soldier because I think it was like sort of a spy thriller vibe going on with that one. And I wouldn't mind seeing the Marvel, uh, seeing Marvel sort of branch out into genre movies with these superheroes. So we don't have to follow the same formula that they've been doing. You know what I mean? Like let's see some different, different kind of genres inside each of those. Yeah. That's why I was kind of looking forward to the new mutants movie that Fox is coming out with. Ouch. Having more of a horror vibe. But now the only horror is we'll probably never see it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what he's referring to, if you guys haven't heard, is there is a rumor going around that Disney has shelved new mutants, sort of put them on a shelf while they decide whether they even want to go through the expense of reshoots and putting it out next year. So is it worth taking the loss? You got to think they're going to lose a couple hundred million dollars if they just stick that on the shelf. 
set fire to it and watch it burn. <laughs> yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like Star Wars, huh? You got to kill the old stuff if you want to get to the to the new stuff. Is that what you're saying? Star Wars. That's an, uh, an entirely different episode. Let's just, let's not bring that up yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't mean to get you angry again. I don't want to set you off on a rant or anything. I have been known to once or twice I, I, express I my feelings in less than polite terms. Yes. Well, as long as we're talking about Fox and Marvel, uh, you know, we're talking about X Men. Now that Disney is buying up everything in sight, and now they're going to own Fox as well. Uh, one of my questions about it is: Do you think they keep making Deadpool movies rated R, or are they going to try to screw with that franchise? From what I've heard uh, from like clips on YouTube, is uh, Kevin Feige thinks that what they're doing with Deadpool is spot on. He doesn't want to change a thing about it. And I think that is the absolute right decision. I, you know, at first I had my misgivings about Ryan Reynolds, you know, fucking Van Wilder or whatever. Fuck bullshit. <laughs> but he has made a believer out of me. I think that uh, he's hilarious. His portrayal of Deadpool is spot on. And uh, I kind of tried to find his gin because I looked for it at the uh, local liquor store. They did not have it. So <laughs> Ryan he's Reynolds. A gin? Yeah. He's a gin? Get out yeah, of here. I think it's like aviator gin or something like that. And if, you know, they ever want to be a sponsor or anything or just send me a free bottle, I don't care if it's like airplane size, you can send it to me. <laughs> and Suitcase full of samples. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think regardless, I think we can agree regardless what you feel about Ryan Reynolds previous efforts. He was kind of born to, to play Deadpool that he was, uh, you know, he's really kind of knocked it out of the park with these last couple movies. It makes me forget about Green Lantern. I mean, if uh, a little bit of spoilers, if you've seen the end credits of Deadpool 2, there's a callback to Green Lantern there at the end. And I, I think it's kind of hilarious. I think it puts that to rest. I expect him not to really bring up Green Lantern anymore after that. <laughs> no, it'll always come up. <laughs> so Disney's going to move forward and you know they're going to integrate X-Men into uh, into the MCU un- indubitably. So yes. Uh, what, what do you think? Do they keep any of the any of the cast? Uh, keep Sophie Turner. Keep <laughs> Sophie Turner. I know you're a big fan of Sophie Turner, but you, you got to think she's going to be kind of expensive coming out of Game of Thrones and doing a few movies. Pay her. Of course, what else is she doing, right? I wouldn't know. I don't stalk her at all. Well, uh, hmm. so anyone else on the cast that you think they should keep? Anyone from uh, this most recent set of movies? The guy who plays Quicksilver. Uh, he's kind of good in that role. I kind of liked him, but other than that, definitely like that version a lot better than the one in the MCU for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, far and away a better portrayal. I mean, all that's going to go away if we Quicksilver already exists in the MCU, so he's not going to get another shot. No, no, which is unfortunate. But um, I, I kind of like James McAvoy. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job, so I wouldn't mind seeing him continue the role, and he can age into that, so that wouldn't really be a problem. You know who I would actually like to see as Professor X, and this is a little bit out there. It's a little bit off the wall, a little wacky, but Keegan Michael Key, the uh, tall guy from Key and Peele. Wow, that is a little that is a little wacky, but I think that could work. I mean, yeah, he could he could definitely yeah, pull that off. Absolutely, and I mean, despite the fact that he once hosted America's Funniest Animals, that's true. You can look it up, Google that oh, show. That oh my God, it was career low point. Oh, how he recovered from that, I'll never know. But <laughs> bravo, sir. Bravo. I, I don't think it would change the character if you if you changed race, you know, or if you changed him to a black guy. I don't, I don't no, think it would and, make any difference. And if you take a look at 
you know, other movies in the MCU, especially the more recent ones, you know, ever since Guardians of the Galaxy became so popular because it injected humor into it, they've been doing it with all of their, uh, well, most of their Marvel movies, like Thor, Ragnarok, Ant-Man, and others. So why not have uh, uh, Professor X who can crack wise? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he has a super mind. Why wouldn't he have a super sense of humor? Is there anyone from the old cast you think they could bring back? No. No. I'm, I'm fine with them being where they are. Well, you know, speaking of the old cast, there is some news about Patrick Stewart. Oh, Sir Patrick. So if anyone hasn't heard recently, CBS All Access has announced they've signed Patrick Stewart to bring back John Luke Picard for a new series. What do you think about that, Ryan? I think that's amazing. I agree. I, I I can't imagine anyone was like, oh, who wants to see more Picard? Uh, I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, the guy's kind of old, though. He's got to be about 80 years old by now, something like that. Yeah, well, uh, you know how old our presidents have been, right? And they're running oh, these countries, so. Yeah, yeah, with mixed results, but let's not get into that now. No, so. not, not today. Yeah, I don't want to set you off on another rant, all right? God damn it. You're uh, he's fly, flying off the handle. So Picard will be back. I think that's pretty awesome. But is he your favorite Star Trek captain? Who's your favorite captain? You know, I respect everything John Luke has done. He is the diplomat. He is the thinking man's captain. Yeah. But I mean. Perfect for the Me Too era that we're in, I think. See, because he was enlightened. But sometimes you want that whiskey drinking unenlightened motherfucker just goes in there and talks shit and kicks Klingons in the dick and sleeps with all the green women. Damn right. Yep. That's my man, Jimmy T. (laughs) And I don't think any of the other Star Trek captains are even in the mix. Like, like Janeway can get right the fuck out the airlock. I don't give a shit about Janeway. They gave her a starship and, uh, she got lost. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of sexist, isn't it? Yeah, how did they pitch that? Did they go in there and they're like, so we're going to have our first female captain and she immediately gets the ship lost for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't write like, right that. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that I never really enjoyed that series in the first place, Voyager. So uh, I did like, of course, when Jerry Ryan became part of the cast. Uh, for oh, I know you're a big fan of hers. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of hers. What about uh, Scott Bakula? Pass. Pass. I See, I liked him, and I thought he, his character was good. Uh, they just completely fucked that whole series. They yeah, just... that, I, I, I mean, I'm sure he did well, but I, I, like you said, I can't watch the entire series. It's just, you know, ever since that freaking theme song, that is the worst theme song of all oh, television theme songs ever. I had blocked that out of my mind. It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finding me But I can feel the change in the way right now Nothing's in my way I don't oh know why you brought God. that up because now it's in my head. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So right off the bat, they just took a big shit on that series and yeah. the writing, you know, and it had a chance, you know, 
it had a chance. And then as the seasons went on, it just kept getting worse and worse. And they, they couldn't decide if they wanted to do a serialized show uh, with a running storyline or if they wanted to do an episode of the week all the time. So they kept mixing them in at the detriment to both. And it just it didn't work out. Well, to be fair, that was the earlier paradigm. You see that, you know, with, uh, I mean, the original series, it didn't really have much continuity at all. They just kind of no. accidentally had some continuity. But the next generation, that was a lot of Monster of the Week. Um, same with uh, Deep Space Nine, same with Voyager. Now, have you been watching Discovery? I have. I, what do you think? You know, it, it was very ambitious, but every single episode was like exciting and had some kind of twist to it. But over the first season arc, all those twists made it just kind of make you think, what the, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. I, I, I could agree with that a little bit. And and I feel like there, you could feel the course corrections. Like they didn't make them all at once. And I feel like they, as they went, they were like, ah, you know, and they, they sort of changed direction just a little bit. Uh, they were holding that big reveal at the end. I want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't gotten around to seeing him yet, but there's a big reveal at the end that one character maybe isn't who you thought they were the whole time. And then when they finally do reveal it, they sort of give it short thrift. Like it happens, it's gone, it's over and they move on. Uh, and they don't, they don't dwell too much on it, but I think overall, what are your feelings on it? Like one to 10, what, what do you think on the first season? On the first season, just due to uh, production values, just to the fact that, yes, the individual episodes were good, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. But I, I agree. That's exactly what I would do. But you know what? Uh, I To put it in perspective, and some people are shitting on this series, I think it is perhaps the best first season uh, since the original series, r- really. Because if you go back and watch that first season of Next Generation, uh. it is awful really oh. awful they really had no idea what they wanted to do uh, there was it was just all touchy-feely it was crap so I, I really think discovery has you know made a good start i think they really can do something with with the characters they have you hear about them casting mr spock uh yes i don't know anything about the guy i me either he's kind of an unknown I want to, to give him anyway. a fair shake, but I saw him. I looked at him. I'm like, hashtag not my spot. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think it's a mistake to recast? Well, I understand they can't afford Zachary Quinto, which I don't know why. Last I asked, why not? I thought, That's what, yeah. I said. what the fuck is Zachary Quinto doing? Right. He's got these Star Trek movies, maybe, you know, yeah. but what, the last what TV else show he was in was uh, American Horror Story. So. If he was smart, he would have signed on to this and then been on a couple seasons. There's a steady paycheck for you, Zach. There you go. Yeah, milk this Spock thing while you can. You could have locked down all your appearances as Spock for like the rest of your career. Instead, yeah. now you've now we've set a precedent where we can just recast Spock all the time. So now he's been I will hold I'll hold my judgment until I see it, but I'll have to say that I'm a little dubious. If you see the previews, it seems like Christopher Pike spends a lot of time on the bridge there with them. Yeah, yeah. And again, going back to the Spock. Spock was never a pretty boy. Like Leonard Nimoy, Zachary Quinto. I mean, they they're not like hunky guys. No, no. That's why I thought Zachary Quinto was so perfect, because he's very much like he looks similar to Leonard Nimoy. You know, they have the same yeah. sort of look. They're not going for that like handsome actor stereotype. Yeah. And this is like Spock Square Jaw. 
Yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. I do have high hopes. I, I think I hope they improve on it. I did like a lot of the things in that first season of Discovery, but it looks like we'll be seeing several Star Trek series all at once on CBS All Access. Is it enough to get you to subscribe to their service? I mean, I did. I do during football season just because, you know, six bucks a month and I can see uh, my Gators play. Yes, exactly. So that's a good segue into our next segment. It's no secret we're big Miami Dolphins fans. You're damn right. Uh, I might add the undefeated Miami Dolphins. Uh, We better hurry up and get this podcast out before Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. And we've been Dolphins fans our whole lives, right, Ryan? Oh, man. Uh, Literally all my life. Well, not literally. I mean, like the ones and twos. (laughs) Okay. You you didn't come out of the womb in a Dolphins jersey. We, We get that. Yeah. Okay, but when I was three, right, uh, my parents actually bought me a Miami Dolphins helmet and a little Mercury Morris jersey, number 22, and I'd toddle around in that. Actually, I think they gave me the helmet so I wouldn't, like, so I'd stop smacking my head into things. Yeah, they probably should have given it to you, like, a year earlier. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. You know, fixing to go round and round. So we've been Dolphins fans our whole life, and that includes – some good times when we were younger and uh, some bad times the rest of our lives. When Dan Marino was there, everybody loved the Dolphins. So they were a big deal. Uh, and then uh, once Marino left us, uh, it's been a little lean uh, the last few years. But this year so far, uh, what do you think? How, how do you think of their performance? I see improvement. I mean, they used to find ways to lose a game. Now uh, they're finding ways to win. So, But do you I- think anyone is scared? Do you think they're like, oh, we have to go play the Dolphins and they're scared? Oh, no, no. They still see us as an underdog, I'm sure. Uh, and that's what leads to this weekend. Big matchup. Dolphins uh, at New England. Uh, how do you think that's going to go? My prediction is I will be hurling a lot of profanities at my TV. I think you might be right. I actually think the Dolphins have a good chance here. And because uh, in my heart, I think they can win. I'm going to take the Dolphins over over the Patriots, the evil Patriots. So our next game, uh, speaking of Florida teams, uh, the Buccaneers are going to go play uh, in Chicago. Uh, where they've got a new player up there on defense making a big deal. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Bears at home for this one, considering the Bucks just dropped one uh, to Pittsburgh. My prediction: Fitz Magic will go to being known as Fitz Tragic. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, so do you think that's over with now? Because you know they got Jameis Winston uh, just hanging out, you know, former FSU alumni just sort of hanging out on the sideline. Yeah, it's Jameis, by the way. Yeah, whatever. I'll cop pronounce whoever I want. He's from fucking FSU. He's lucky I, his name even comes out of my mouth. Okay, got a point there. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So you're going to say you're going to take the Bears too then, I guess. You think Fitzmagic has run its course. He's due to throw a six-interception game at one point. And this might be the one, uh, especially as he's getting a lot of pass rush there. Another big game, uh, Lions are playing at Cowboys. Uh, the Lions not doing so hot so far this year. I'm going to have to take the Cowboys at home, despite the pack that Dak Prescott has the exact same stats that Tim Tebow did in his last 11 games. My prediction is someone who will be watching this will get so bored that they turn their ch- their channel to reruns of all women's roller derby. That's bored. 
That is very bored. Then we got the Bengals at the Falcons, close to my heart, because I lived in Cincinnati. And, oh, I hate the Bengals. I hate them so much. And they're playing at the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons because the Bengals will probably get a lead and then have five personal fouls in the last few minutes to give it away. My prediction is that a adolescent boy will see a cheerleader and get his first boner. That is a solid prediction and very likely to happen. We got the Jets at the Jaguars. The world knows how we feel about the Jets. And the Jaguars are a Florida team. So I got to take the Jaguars on that, right? My prediction is that there will be a domestic violence incident that will sadly go unreported. Oh, well, that's really depressing and probably also accurate. So we got the Browns at the Raiders. Uh, That's our last game of the day. The Browns still have Landry on board, who we miss here at the Dolphins. Uh, But they got to go and travel and play the Raiders, uh, who were the Dolphins' most recent victim. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. I think Gruden gets his first win. I think the Browns are just too inconsistent. Uh, I just don't think they can pull it off. The Raiders are due eventually. They can't go 0 and 4. I predict a woman will get too drunk at the tailgate session and throw up and get some in her hair. Um, I mean that's a pretty safe bet, don't you think? We're talking about Raider Nation here. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, the NFL is not the only game in town. We also watch some college football. And since we're Miami Dolphins fans, you probably got the idea. We're also massive Florida Gator fans. I mean, we are. I don't see how that connects, but okay, we'll go with that. They're both in Florida, and uh, one's a great team and the other's a great team. Obviously, we're not going to be Florida State Seminole fans because uh, they're all pieces of shit. Uh, so <laughs> Florida Gators are the only real choice here. Although, you know, when we were kids, it was the Miami Hurricanes everybody was talking about. I won't lie. Back in the day, the Hurricanes were the shit. They had, they, they were. Uh, yeah, they were good when the Dolphins weren't. So they were actually the most popular team down here in South Florida. Then I wised up and, and decided to go to UF and was fortunate enough to be there when we won our first national championship back in 96. Remember driving around the streets of Gainesville after that game? I remember uh, being in town, and I just remember nonstop parties for a couple of days after that national championship game, and there were naked people in the streets, and uh, it was uh, it was mayhem. It was a fantastic uh, few days. Oh, man. Go back to revisit those days. It would be nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, nowadays I'm probably wise enough not to do some of the things I did back then. So uh, this was probably best left in the past. <laughs> So the Hurricanes, they were big back in the day. Man, all those players that came from them, uh, you know, what happened to that program? I mean, they were so proud. They were they were such a like a powerhouse. Uh, they're sort of a shadow of that now. The University of Miami has never wanted really to invest in their athletics. And I, I get this from uh, my uncle. He's a University of Miami alum. He was a booster back in the day. Even back when uh, Schnellenberger was coaching, they told him, look, you go win a national championship, fine, we'll give you your own stadium so you don't have to play in the Orange Bowl anymore. So he went out and he won a national championship and they were like, haha, just kidding. So he's like, fuck you guys, I'm going somewhere else. To this day, they still don't have their own stadium. They play in the, the Dolphin Stadium, wherever the fuck they're calling it now. Hard Rock, yeah. Oh, Hard Rock. Okay. I know. Jim, it's all because of Jimmy Buffett, but let's not go down that road right now. Yeah, so they never really updated their facilities. And then once other schools started poaching talent from their area, they couldn't keep up or they wouldn't keep up. That's why you have not as much talent going there anymore. Well, I mean, they had a lot of people with uh, behavior problems or criminal records or stuff. That was kind of what they were famous for. 
back then. I guess maybe in their effort to clean that up, they haven't been able to pull in the same level of talent that they used to back in the day. Yeah, sometimes, you know, thugs can ball out, and uh, that's more important. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not to say that our, our beloved Florida Gators haven't had their issues in the last couple of years. Okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> All right, we won't we won't bring that up then. We'll, we'll just you go know, right by that. You know how much it, it it pains me to see Antonio Callaway, who plays for the Browns, just do so well. When I was thinking he couldn't even get on the field because of shit like oh credit card fraud and you know smoking weed, which shouldn't be a fucking crime, but whatever. That's the world we live in. Perhaps, but you know what? If I am a top flight college player on a top team. And I know I have a good shot of making it to the NFL and making millions and millions of dollars. I'm going to be squeaky clean for a few years. You know, like you can enjoy yourself after you've made all that money. I mean, I guess it's easy for us to say that. And it's different when you're uh, sort of a college celebrity in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. No, we have no idea how their lives are. You know, no. they have people tugging at them left and right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It really is because you don't have the experience that we have now and how to deal with those types of issues. And a lot of times they don't have like family members nearby or support staff or whatever, I guess. But to me, you're just, it's all big excuses to why uh, someone who's spoiled with success is going to go and throw it all away by being stupid. But uh, you know, that was uh, that, that's something that happened and it's uh, something that the hurricanes used to, uh, you know, succeed, you know, 20 years or 30 years ago. Uh, was bringing in people that some other schools maybe wouldn't have recruited, but with like top athletic talent, and they turned that into some national championships. But uh, nowadays, the thing uh, isn't the Miami Hurricanes, but actual hurricanes that people in the country have been dealing with, and it's something else that you and I are no stranger to. Yeah, the first hurricane I remember going through, I believe, was Hurricane David in 1979. Uh, We holed up in my grandmother's condo, And uh, while the power was out, we would play like Monopoly or cards or just something to make the time. It wasn't a big deal. No, no. uh, I mean, it was, uh, you know, that particular hurricane just completely fucked up the Dominican Republic. But um, right. Yeah, it wasn't as bad when it finally hit Florida. I remember it as a as a as a small kid, uh, you know, and I remember the adults talking about it or whatever, but it didn't have a lot of effect. Uh, on our lives. And and as we got older, we didn't have to deal with that many. We made it a long time without having to uh, deal with hurricanes. There's like some tropical storms came through. And when you're a kid, you don't really own anything to worry about it being destroyed. But when you're older uh, and you actually have something you don't want to lose, uh, you're no longer rooting for the hurricane to head your direction. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when Hurricane Francis hit in 2004, kind of did what this most recent hurricane did and just kind of stalled out and just poured rain for almost a full day, if I remember correctly. And um, the apartment I was living in at the time, half of the units had new roofs, and mine was one of the half that did not. So everything that I owned from the first 30 years of my life was just destroyed. Some things I couldn't couldn't get back, like letters that I had written when I was in the Navy and in, in college and whatnot. Back when people used to write on paper. Yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate. But, uh, you know, I use that as a stepping off point for, you know, like a new approach to life. And uh, I haven't looked back. I survived the same hurricane. There was actually two there. I think it was, uh, 
I think it was like Francis and Jean, maybe. Is that what it was? Or Francis yeah, and, and the third one later. Yeah, I just remember there were two within a couple weeks. And we survived the first one just fine without any damage. But uh, some of the apartments around us had a bunch of roofing issues. So the uh, geniuses at the apartment management, uh, you know, got someone in right away to try to fix it. Unfortunately, another hurricane came along two weeks later and they're still in the middle of it. And these guys leave uh, just stacks of shingles up on the roof. Of course, the uh, hurricane came through and blew all those right through our window. Uh, you know, we had glass everywhere. Uh, there was a huge uh, four-inch chunk of glass stuck in a kitchen wall all the way across the apartment. And, of course, it also ruined everything in the in the living room, all the furniture, the electronics, all that stuff. So that was awful. Uh, so my heart goes out to everybody who had to deal with uh, the hurricanes in the Carolinas. Uh, and they have to deal with all those ramifications and uh, flooding and all that stuff. And I just... You, it, I know it's a, some of it is there's a lot more people living on the coasts, a lot more people in the way of these hurricanes, but it seems like they're just a lot more massive. They're a lot bigger. There's a lot more rain involved than when we were younger. Doesn't it, Ryan? Well, Dan, I actually had some thoughts on that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. So... Deniers in the Carolinas, you want to keep ignoring existential threats like climate change now? Now, when you're literally tits deep in pig shit and coal ash? I understand why your politicians deny climate change. They get paid literally millions of dollars to do so. What the fuck is your excuse? Now, don't get me wrong. I realize that not everyone in the Carolinas are fucked in the head when it comes to this issue. And I certainly hate blaming the victims of this horrible storm. The effects of and cleanup of this storm is going to be costly, perhaps in the billions of dollars range. Hell, trillions if you count the associated health costs down the road. But hey, schmucks, you break it, you buy it. You want to dismiss scientific consensus as unsettled? You want to ignore credible predictions of sea level rise because that might harm the real estate market? You want to claim that the climate is in God's hands? Well, where's your God now, bitch? Humans are the cause of this problem by spewing tons of carbon and methane into the air with no sense of responsibility nor restraint. And although at least 97% of the scientific community states that this is an issue that is going to wreak havoc not only on us, but for generations to come, there are far too many fucking rubes who are going to blame the hurricane on gay marriage or masturbation or lizard people. For fuck's sake, can you please stop being so willfully fucking ignorant? I get it. You thought you'd be all raptured up by now. I mean, why work to make a better future if you're convinced that there isn't going to be a future? I mean, why make the world a better place for no good reason, right? And I get it. Not all people of faith think this way, but far too many do. And then there's these assholes who are convinced that climate change is a liberal conspiracy to take away freedoms. What the actual fuck? How is switching to renewable energy taking away your freedoms, shitass? Do you mean to take away the freedom of the energy companies to do whatever the fuck they want? Because guess what? You don't own a fucking energy company, idiot. Companies who have known since the fucking 1960s that what they are doing is having a negative impact on our environment, but they found it to be a lot cheaper to throw money at corrupt politicians and actually take responsibility for their actions. But by all means, keep voting against your own interests and continue to allow the fossil fuel industry to fuck the earth to tears. How many more natural disasters will it take to actually take action? Just fucking throw out a number. How many people will need to be dispossessed, have their homes and prosperity ruined, 
and become refugees in their own country. Again, give me a number. Now that deniers are actually reaping what they sow, the denial movement may be losing ground, literally, due to sea level rise associated with climate change. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the angry Masons. Wow, that was angry, Ryan. I get a little worked up. You do. You do sometimes. But I'm I'm glad you found a healthy way to get it out. Well, I, I either do this or I go master hate. Oh, uh, w- wait, what? Master hate? Yeah, that's when you jerk off all angry and shit. <sighs> you really have a lot of problems. You know that, Ryan? I think I'm doing uh, pretty good. Well, I think that's about all that we have for today. In the future, we're going to do some segments uh, where I'd love to see uh, us interview some people. If you could get anybody, Ryan, uh, who, who would you interview? I would interview the talented, quirky, funny, adorable. I would wear her ass as a hat, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> That's very fashionable. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure she would go along with that. You definitely would get permission. Maybe for the Kentucky Derby. Just, you know, throw that out there. Anna, uh, pretty good. So, Anna, if you uh, stumble across our podcast, give us a ring. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that. Me, I would uh, I would love to interview a famous director, maybe like J.J. Uh, Abrams or uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. I think those would be my my dream interviews, you know, for sure. You know who would, we would actually really like to interview? You, listening to this podcast. Yes, both of you. If you want to be a future guest on our podcast, just drop us an email. Dan, what's our email address again? Well, there's actually several ways to get a hold of us. You could visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash angry masons, or our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash angry masons, all one word. Uh, you could hit us up on Twitter at angry masons, or you can just send us an old fashioned email, angry masons at catlover.com. Wait, what? What's the email address? Well, it's at catlover.com. See, they had all these different ones you could select from, and I thought we should pick something that kind of reflects who we are. So well, I went with wait, cat what, lover. What's, what's this we shit? I mean, you really misunderstood me when I said that I love pussy. So you could still reach us there because that's our email, angrymasons at catlover.com. Until next time, have a great one, everybody. Thank you. Play us out, Chris Cross. <laughs>